tap for the morning to you now. I'll be with you in a moment. Could you help, please? Thank you. Uh, good morning, Mr. Wilson. Could you help? Good morning, Mr. Wilson. Good morning, Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. Hey, everyone! First episode of 2021. Can you believe it? I certainly can't believe it. I can't even believe we're in 2021. It's just crazy. I can't even fathom it. I can't even believe that 2020 is in the rearview mirror, which is just wild. Hi, everyone. Happy Monday. Good morning. Uh, welcome to January. Welcome to the new year, the new season of The Mistress of Pop Culture. I'm Andrew DeVitri. Hi, everybody. Welcome back from a very nice, relaxing, long holiday. At least I had that, and I hope you you did as well, regardless of whatever you did, whether or not you traveled, stayed home, stayed safe. I just hope everybody's safe and healthy um, and enjoyed whatever they celebrate, because I certainly did. I spent uh, about a week and a half, almost two weeks in Florida with my family, um, which was a great escape. I was with my niece and nephew, my sister, my mom, and my dad, which was just fabulous. Lots of outside time, lots of sleeping, watching uh, The Sopranos, relaxing, eating good food. I love homemade. That's one of the, I mean, obviously I love seeing my family, but one of the, one of the great perks of seeing my family is obviously they're great chefs and cooks. And I myself usually get takeout and or food that I can just sort of assemble like rotisserie chicken and pasta and whatnot. I make very basic meals. Um, but when I'm with my family, it's like real gourmet food and it fills my soul and makes me so happy and I love it. So it's one of the greatest things about seeing the fam. Um, and then what else? Yeah, lots of time with my niece and nephew. I had a wonderful Christmas morning. I love, you know, a nice tree. I love the smell of the pine uh, leaves or whatever they're called. The ornaments, the music. And uh, it was nice to be on a little bit of a holiday. And I mean, for the last year, really, with the exception of when I went home uh, to Massachusetts for the summer of 2020, um, I haven't really traveled that much because obviously of what's going on in the world. But um, aside from that, it was a great, great holiday. Uh, It is the fourth today, which means there are 16 more days of this current administration. Even though we all know what's going on politically, I'm not going to get into that. And I probably will start, you know, dabbling back in the discussion of politics on uh, Inauguration Day. Um, but aside from that, uh, I'm just so happy to be back. I literally have never, I don't think I've ever taken two weeks off before. Even when I've been home for the summer, I was going to take some time off to just relax, but I couldn't do it because I'm a workaholic. I love being productive. I love, you know, creating content, but you know what? In the two weeks I was off, it seemed as though all the celebs were off too, because everybody was just, you know, doing their own thing. There were some stories, uh, but for, for the most part, it was pretty quiet. And I have four great stories for us all to start off a new year together, um, including talking about uh, Wonder Woman 1984, which I loved, even though it got mixed reviews, and it was sort of unprecedented the way it was released because cinemas, most cinemas in the United States are still closed. I don't, I think internationally they're open. But um, yeah, Uh, also coming back into LA was a little bit scary because it's, I I read online today that it's the most dangerous place in, I think, the world right now, given the numbers of you know, what's going on with COVID. Um, and obviously the vaccine's only being distributed still the first 
first responders, frontline workers, as it should be, um, which is, you know, crazy. So, yeah. Aside from that, I started today's episode off. Uh, one of the reasons why I started, if you didn't know what it was, which is totally fine, but I hope you, if you're a cinema like freak like me, you knew that I started today's episode off with um, 101 Dalmatians, Corella Deville, a.k.a. Glenn Close's fabulous entrance. And she gets out of a car in these gorgeous shoes. I think they're Manolo Blahniks. Um, and she walks into her office and does her grand entrance. But literally, I, I use that because I thought, this is how I want to walk into 2021. This is how I pictured myself walking into the new year, like Glenn Close, wearing a fabulous fur, even though I don't like fur because I'm an animal lover, so faux, faux fur. And just, you know, being my glam myself, because that's who I am as a mistress of pop culture. But, you know, that's just me. But anyways, aside from that, everybody, uh, I don't really have much else to share. I'm still going through The Sopranos. I'm, still, I'm on season four, episode 11. It's literally my favorite show ever. I can't even get, I can't get enough of it. I'm going to be devastated when it ends. But um, somebody told me after I watched this show to watch Breaking Bad, I've heard about Breaking Bad, but I've never actually watched it, but I'm sort of in this whole mafia crime uh, world, and I'm literally loving it. Like, maybe I should join the mafia. <laughs> Jokes, I kid, I kid. Wink, wink. Uh, no, uh, I love it, though. It's, it's such a great show, and it's on HBO Max, and if you guys haven't seen it, um, I highly recommend it. It's not for young viewers, uh, but it's a great show. And, um, you know, it makes sense because Sex and the City, Game of Thrones, The Comeback, all these incredible HBO shows, you know, they, they never disappoint. Um, you know, but yeah. Oh, but aside from that, you guys, I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm ready to hop into our stories. Is it? Is it? Is it that? Is it that special, special moment of 2021 episode one of season four? I can't even believe it. I really can't. It's a. Uh, I felt like energized and re- revitalized. Um, but you know, that's just me. Okay. So our first story of the day is about two of my favorites. And why I chose to chat about these two icons first is because they were the biggest news story um, in January of 2020. And they're now a big story of 2021 still. And that is, of course, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, two of my favorites, royals. They're always going to be royals for me, even though they renounced their titles or whatever they did. I don't know. But this is story This story is from TMZ. It's a bit of a, um, <clears throat> it's a bit of a like, uh, you know, Actually, no, we'll read it and we'll discuss, as we always do. And if, you, if you're tuning in for the first time, welcome, everybody. Uh, and thank you so much. I'm, I'm loving, you know, having you with me. Okay, Prince Harry, a shell of who he once was, claims his biographer. Now, this is so shady. These royal biographers need to have several seats. Okay, Prince Harry has lost his personality, his edge, and his purpose. This is according to his biographer in a scathing review. Woo! Angela Levin, who wrote... Uh, Harry, a biography of a prince, back in 2018, says Harry has lost his way and is now just following Meghan Markle's woke ways in the U.S. Okay, honey, I mean, I have many, many thoughts about Meghan Markle's woke ways, and they are not negative. I think it is good that he is woke because, you know, being inside the the gates of the, the royal Buckingham Palace, you know, it's a small world in there. It's got to get out there and see the world, and that's what Meghan Markle, Meghan Markle brings him to the real world, and I'm loving that. Uh, Levin, who wrote an op-ed for the Sunday Telegraph, says Megan's doing great in California while Harry has succumbed to her, quote, woke ways and has, quote, become a shadow of the prince I once knew. And maybe this is just an English thing, but but in the U.S., uh, it sounds pretty sketchy. She writes, Harry jettisoned his, quote, life as an action man to become an airy-fairy do-gooder. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go back to that. I'll circle that in a minute. Um, she goes on to say, um, she goes on and on saying, Harry seems to accept being second to Meghan. She even suggests he change his accent, pointing to a recent Harry and Meghan podcast. And here's this. 
She thinks a lot of what Harry and Meghan are doing is a shameless money grab. The couple's endless announcements about clinching one money-raising deal after another could be seen as insensitive at a time when hundreds of thousands of livelihoods were lost. She says Harry has, quote, tucked his family away in a multi-million dollar mansion in California, making himself look out of touch. Oh, the irony of that statement. Um, asked her why she believes Harry has fundamentally changed. Well, Levin offers this. Quote, of course... He would not be the first man to be um, with a beautiful woman with a different agenda than he, he then meekly adopts as his own. Oh, well, that's the end of the article, I guess. Okay, many, many thoughts about this. First of all, I think that, I don't think Meghan Markle, I, I, do, I do think Meghan Markle is woke, but I don't, think, I don't see that as a derogatory thing. I think that's a great thing. And I think for Harry to align himself with Meghan, who grew up, I don't want to say she's normal because she, she's like very special, obviously, but... She compares, she's not a royal, you know, and Harry's a royal. And that's, you know, basic fact. Now she's a royal, but, you know. And I think her exposing him or introducing him to the world of normal people is great. And, and, and this do-gooder, this is not an act. I firmly believe that they are doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. Yeah, they have, like, Netflix and Disney deals, but that's okay. They are allowed to, they have to have an income. They have to have a job. Harry can't just go work at J.P. Morgan Chase and run money all day. I mean, I'm sure he could if he wanted to, but that's probably nobody wants to do. He wants to, he has the ability, he has the networking power, and they have the platform in order to, you know, I don't know, produce or, or create content or curate good content. I think that's fantastic, and everything they're doing is fine. It's not a money grab, and that's incredibly insensitive, I think, that this Angela Levin said. It's not a money grab. People have to earn money to live. And some people are in a privileged position like Harry and Meghan where they can earn money doing incredible things. And that is okay. And they have a right to that. Meghan was on a hit TV show before she met Prince Harry. Meghan has her own clout. So for Meghan to want to stay in the entertainment world and, and creatively uh, you know, work on projects in the vein of like, I mean, I don't know if she wants to be an actress or whatnot. It's fine. And, and, and them living in a gorgeous house in Montecito, it's nobody's business how much, you know, their, their, their homes are worth or how much Harry and Meghan have in their bank account. That's their business, and it's okay because it's their money, and they're allowed to do what they want to do. And I think oftentimes when we hear people speak negatively of other people, it is out of pure jealousy. And I, I mean, obviously, who wouldn't be jealous of Meghan Markle? She's incredible. Prince Harry is just a precious gem of a man. And I think that, um, I think that it's a shame that people are uh, hating on these two because you know, let them live their best life. And I'm really happy for them. So Megan and Harry, you do your damn thing. Angela, Levin, have several seats, girl. And just be happy for them because you got, you probably made a couple of good coins on, you know, their exposing their life. Um, so, you know, let bygones be bygones, sis. <laughs> sis. Uh, okay, second story I'm gonna hop over. That's, I guess, the first story of the day. Second story of the day, um, I have to pull it up here because it went away for some reason. It's about Zoe Kravitz. Um, and it's, this is from E! News. Zoe Kravitz and Carl Glusman split. Relive their four-year romance. This was a uh, breaking news. Um, on the, yesterday, or this morning, I think. This is, also, this is from E! News. Um, and I love Zoe Kravitz because she's the daughter of Lenny Kravitz. And she was fantastic in Big Little Lies, as well as uh, Mad Max, Fury Road, one of my favorite movies of all time. And she's going to be Selena... Mm, Catwoman, a gay Catwoman in the new Robert Pattinson uh, Batman, which is probably going to be incredible. Um, okay, breakup no one saw coming. I mean, I didn't see it. Uh, Zoe Kravitz and Carl Glussman have called it quits. Just two days before the Christmas holiday, the big Little Liars star filed for divorce from the 32-year-old actor on December 23rd, 2020. However, E! News confirmed 
They're split on January 3rd for the actress's rep. The news also broke on Carl's birthday. Ooh. The same day, the high-fidelity actress shared a cheeky meme on Instagram stories in which a caption, in, in which a person dubbed, quote, the universe, um, was throwing out a trash bag into a dumpster that was labeled people, people, places, and things that no longer serve my greatest and highest good. Zoe captioned her post, mood, ooh, a shade. Hours later, she uploaded an image of the night sky to her main feed and wrote, new year, little things. News of the couple's divorce just comes 18 months after they tied the knot at Lenny Kravis's Paris estate in June 2019. To celebrate their first year of marriage, the 32-year-old actress shared a romantic wedding portrait of her and Carl. One year, she wrote on her Instagram last summer. At the time, the Nocturnal Animals actor posted a lengthy, a lengthier tribute for the winter anniversary. Um, blah, 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 blah. Carl has since deleted all of his Instagram posts, with the exception of two recent ones which do not feature Zoe. His comments have been disabled. While it's unknown why the duo decided to let go their separate ways, they had a whirlwind romance. Um, and then E, of course, posted a slew of wonderful photos of them together. Well, I'm not going to speculate because Zoe Kravitz is notoriously private, and I really like that about her. But you know what? Sometimes things happen in life. Sometimes people go their separate ways, and as they say, it's how the cookie crumbles. Um, but I wish Zoe Kravitz a lifetime of happiness because I love her, and um, I'm really excited to see her work because she's a great artist, and I just think she's one of our most talented actresses of this generation um and she's you know just kick ass so love it okay third story of the day uh are two people that i literally love talking about somebody who i've actually talked about maybe once or twice on the show um but she's one of my favorite actresses she's an icon of sorts but i believe she's you know in her retirement years now but you know good for her she has this very successful wine business Aveline. And that's, of course, Cameron Diaz and Benji Maddens. Um, how ba- uh, Baby Maddox made all of Cameron Diaz and Benji Maddens' dreams come true. This is from Ian Line as well. Perhaps Cameron Diaz is more out of sight, out of mind type. Because speaking to in style for the 25th anniversary issue in 2019, it didn't seem... Hold on one sec. Ooh, excuse me. It didn't seem as if her absence from the film industry had made her heart grow any fonder for that celebrity existence. Yes, her sabbatical has past its five-year mark. Wow. I think the last film she was in was Annie 2015. Annie 2014? Annie 2015? I love that movie, by the way. I associate that movie with a lot of good memories. It was Annie. It was Clovin, Janae Wallace, Jamie Foxx, Rose Byrne, Bobby Cannavale, and Cameron Diaz as Miss Hannigan. Came out in 2015. I loved it a lot. Um, it was the year I went to France. I, I just a, a lot of good personal things happened in my life. And 2015 is like one of those years. Like the last... 2015 was a great year. 2018... Uh, 2008 was a great year. Um, so, yeah, it was just, I, I, I don't know. I love her, and I, love, I associate her with goodness. Okay, um, sorry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the sentence again. Blah, 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 blah. Yes, her sabbatical has passed its five-year mark, but as far as she was concerned, it could drag on indefinitely. Quote, the way I look at it is that I've given myself, I've given more than half my life to the public, Reason the Star, whose film debut is in 94's The Mask. I love that movie. I feel it's okay for me to take some time for myself, not to recognize and choose how I want to come back into the world if I decide to. It's not as if she didn't have other outlets for her creativity, having followed up her 2013 New York Times bestseller, The Body Book, with 2016's The Longevity Book, uh, and de- her decades in the entertainment and started she'd never be hurting for money. So why shouldn't she enjoy the retirement she so richly earned? Quote, I don't miss performing, she admitted. Right now, I'm looking at the landscape of wellness and all that. But whatever I do, it has to be something I'm passionate about. Sometimes 
that just feels effortless because at the moment, the bulk of her energy is being funneled into a project she's had in the works for quite some time. It's hard to say that Diaz and husband Benji Madden's bombshell just days into 2020 that they'd welcome a baby girl together was surprising. Sure, they managed to keep it entirely under wraps until after daughter Radix was in their arms. A feat that's hard to accomplish in a town as gossip-driven as Hollywood. Um, But the fact that the couple who will celebrate their sixth wedding anniversary, Jan 5th, were hoping to follow the traditional love, marriage, baby care uh, model wasn't exactly a secret. Um, And then this article goes on to provide photos of their, you know, love story. I love it. I love how private, again, I love how private Cameron Diaz is. I think, you know, yeah, like she said, she's been in the biz for such a long time. She doesn't have to work. I mean, off of the Shrek earnings alone, she's probably fine. Um, he does well, too. He's a very successful, very talented musician. So, yeah, live your best life, girl. Raise your, raise your child. Keep, you know, posting fun Instagram videos. Enjoy your wine company, which I love, by the way. Her Aveline Rosé is one of my favorites. I love it. And uh, if she doesn't want to come back, I mean, it's going to be obviously very sad for her fans like me. But, you know, she deserves it. You know? That's what... I, I would love to get to that place. I mean... um where I can just kick it and be like, should I work? I don't know. I mean, I have to work right now, but like literally good for her. Brava. Um, I'm also like such a massive fan of the Charlie's Angels movies where she was Natalie. What else has she been in? Annie, Charlie's Angels, um, Bad Teacher. She was really good in The, the Holiday. She, you know, she's incredible films. Um, yeah, but who knows? Maybe she'll come back and, you know, it's probably like one of those things. I mean, I'm just speculating. This is conjecture, but it's like, you know, how life, sometimes things in life happen when you least expect it. I feel like that's when it's going to happen. Um, which would be amazing. And, 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 you know, it would be incredible for her. So yeah. Love it. Okay. And now we bring ourselves to the one thing I wanted to talk about all day since the 25th of December, 2020, when I saw this movie. And that is of course, Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, this is from Deadline. Wonder Woman 3 being fast-tracked following sequels current... Now it's, I think, over 100 million. Um, world, uh, Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot will be back. Okay, so before I read this article, I want to talk a little bit about the movie. I loved it. It was very campy. It was incredibly beautiful. It was shot well. Uh, Gal Gadot is an incredible star. Um, Pedro Pascal and Kristen Wiig joined this cast. And they were so good. Kristen Wiig was hysterical. I don't want to, you know, I mean, I'm sure by now everybody's seen this film on HBO Max for quite some time. Uh, but Kristen Wiig is, okay, Pedro Pascal's the villain, essentially. And Kristen Wiig works with, she plays Barbara. She works with Gal Gadot um, at the Smithsonian. And, you know, sort of gets tied up in some bad stuff. But she's really funny in the beginning. And um, she's just a presence. And I loved it. And it's, 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 Patty Jenkins is incredible. She's an incredible director. Um, I mean, it, it's sort of Diana Prince, Wonder Woman, struggling with the loss of Chris Pine's character, but he comes back in a way, and, um, I mean, Chris Pine was so great, too, but I love the first one, but I love this one, too, and I love, I love Gal Gadot, and one of the greatest parts of the film is that at the end of the film, the iconic, um, uh, original Wonder Woman, what's her name? Uh, original, uh, oh my god, Ri- hold on one sec. She, in the credits, you know, how they always, like, do a little thing, uh, original, oh, hold on, sorry. They always do, like, a little, you know, fun, uh, camera, uh, original Wonder Woman, what's her name? Uh, oh, Linda Carter! Okay, Linda Carter, the, the original Wonder Woman was in the credits, and she was 
so good and it was so great and she plays Asteria. Um, and I don't know if it's sort of setting up for the third movie because, okay, well, let's just read the story. I haven't even read the story, but it, it seems as though I think Linda Carter will be in the third one and she should because she's so good. But anyway, okay, this is from Deadline.com. Wonder Woman 3 is being fast-tracked. Warner Brothers announced today. This is on the 25th. The news comes as the pick has amounted $85 million after a $16.7 million domestic debut. The Threak will, will be written by Patty Jenkins, who is attached to direct and starring Gal Gadot. The pick was released on HBO Max in the States and in theaters this past weekend. The sequel was in its second weekend abroad. Grossing $19.4 million from 42 markets, combined with the U.S. and Canada. Wonder Woman 1984 made $36 million. Um, quote, as fans around the world continue to embrace Diana Prince driving the strong opening weekend performance of Wonder Woman 1984, we are excited to be able to continue her story with our real-life Wonder Woman, Gal, and Patty, with our real-life Wonder Women, Gal, and Patty, who will return to conclude the long-planned theatrical trilogy, said Toby Emmerich, chairman of Warner Brothers Pictures Group. Um, I mean, it was, I think I might have mentioned this earlier, it was sort of an unprecedented release because obviously this was a film that was supposed to come out summer of 2020 and believe in May. And then obviously it was pushed because of COVID and nobody was going to theaters and it wasn't safe. And they released it on HBO Max, which I loved because I literally can watch it over and over and over again. And I have HBO Max and I love it. By the way, Gossip Girl has left Netflix, everybody, and made its way to HBO Max. Gossip Girl, they said, was going to leave January 1st on Netflix, and I was, like, crying because I was like, Gossip Girl's my favorite show ever. It's been on Netflix literally since 2012. At 12.02, I went to HBO Max on January 1st, and there it was. And there was this glamorous photo of all my favorites, and I was, like, so excited because I literally, I'm the type of person I have to watch Gossip Girl every day. I have to watch episode, at least one episode a day. It's just my favorite show ever. It's like, it's like the equivalent of Friends for many people. Like, you can just watch it over and over. Sometimes I put it on in the background just to, you know, have some noise or whatnot. But I love it because it makes me feel very peaceful. Also, Warner Brothers is, um, I, I think HBO Max, Warner Brothers owns it or it's basically their affiliate. So, and Gossip Girl is a Warner Brothers show, so it makes sense. But anyways, that's all that to say. I loved that they made the, the executive decision to put Wonder Woman, 3, Wonder Woman 2, 1984 on HBO Max because it allows viewers the opportunity to see it. And since nobody could go to theaters and... and the U.S., except for select theaters. Um, it was great. Uh, but I, I'm so glad that they're going to make a third. Um, and I, as I mentioned before, at the end of the film, Linda Carter is there, and she's somewhere, and she does, you know, like, some... She has some power, and she was briefly mentioned earlier in the film because Gal Gadot in the film has this gold armor that she uses, and she references it when Chris Pine asks her what the armor is when he sees it in her apartment. Um, and you think that Asteria has passed away, but there she was at the end of the movie. So either, I don't know if you guys ever saw Charlie's Angels Full Throttle with Demi Moore. Um, but she was a former angel, but she was obviously the villain. So I wonder if Wonder Woman 3 is going to go that route where they make Linda Carter gone evil. But then I would feel like it would be too much like Charlie's Angels 3. And I'm sure somebody at Warner Brothers and or one of the writers was like, okay, you can't do this. But I'm hoping that they team together or she'll be like a mentor to her or something happens. Um, but yeah, it was, it was literally, it was a gift seeing her there and I freaked out and I'm really glad that, uh, you know, Gal Gadot is her successor because it's, it's just magical. So yeah. All right, everybody. Those are our four stories of the day. Our first four to start off January, 2021. Um, what a time you guys, it's, it's a new year. I'm, I'm optimistic about things. Obviously, we're still in the trenches with regards to COVID and the scary numbers and, um, 
you know, it, it's, uh, there, there's just a lot. There's a, there's an Instagram account called Gays Over COVID, and it's calling out essentially a lot of the, um, you know, areas like Puerto Vallarta that are hosting circuit parties with gays, and obviously their hospitals are at capacity, and it's not, it's heartbreaking. Um, but anyways, you guys, if, if you're privileged enough to be on the front line and get the shot, which is essentially what that account does is call out some of the nurses who have gotten the first doses of the shot and then are going to circuit parties. Don't do that, you know? Keep yourself safe. Keep others safe. Um, and I know the, the, uh, the two vaccines are, you know, you have to have two sets of shots 21 days apart, I believe. So just be safe, everybody. We're still in the pandemic. But we are in a new year. And I hope everybody feels, uh, you know, somewhat re, re-inspired, reinvigorated. I don't usually make resolutions. I have goals. I don't make resolutions um, because, I don't know, I don't follow them and then I feel really bad about it. But I try to make myself goals. So I would love to hear what your goals are. Yeah, hit me up on Instagram at Andrew DeVitri. Otherwise, follow me on TikTok at Andrew DeVitri. I, um, I have a lot of fun there and it's, it's so fun and people are so creative and there's a lot of cute doggy animal videos because I'm a huge animal lover. And it um, makes me happy. I love you animals. Um, okay, everybody. Well, happy Monday. If you're going back to work, then woohoo. If you're not going back to work, then good for you. You live that relaxing life and you enjoy yourself and you just kick it, sis. Um, I'm Andrew DeVitri. This is the mistress of pop culture. You can stream my podcast on Apple, Spotify, Castbox Radio, Pocket Casts. Um, the podcast app on the iPhone, um, where else? Radio Public. Basically anywhere where podcasts stream. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for sticking with me. And if you're a new listener, then welcome. Um, it's a lot of fun here. I love pop culture. I, I have a good time reading about all these people that I love. And, uh, you know, I generally, um, it's a good time here, so. Yeah, I'm excited to be back, and I hope you're all uh, excited to, you know, be wherever you are in the world and in your life. All right, everybody. Well, I'll be back with you tomorrow, Tuesday, and uh, we'll chat soon. Ta-ta!